Beast Mode Games Podcast 2018. The Beast Mode Games will take place Saturday, June 9th, 2018. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? We're here with another Beast Mode Game Podcast. I'm going to let my buddy introduce himself. So, Hi, guys. My name is Jared Evans, and I work for GM Alpha Racket Club. I'm a fitness trainer there, but I'm also the fitness director. And I have been working there for about three years. So sweet, because you're the director. Yeah. And with the Beast Mode Games, I really want to touch on, I guess, programming. But at the same time, I know you do some special things for those that are inter- interested in, like, races and right. competing. So I know we got a lot to talk about. And I know you're busy, so we're going to get you in and out. So let's open up with, uh, tell me, how did you get into fitness? What What's your story? That was a long time ago. It was when I was... 16 and I was interested in martial arts okay. and that's what got me into it. Um, Sweet. started doing that early and then I realized fitness is going to be an integral part of getting to the next level yeah. you know, in the, in the martial arts. So that's when it started and then after that I started uh, practicing more. I had a, a long span of you know, coming back to that, do I want to do this as yeah. a career? You know, I tried some other things as jobs and it didn't work out because yeah. I didn't have my passion in that. Yeah. And, you know, so it was kind of a windy road, but eventually it led back to yeah. going to school, getting my bachelor's in exercise science. Oh, nice. Doing some internships and different things. I tried cardiac rehab and um, even considered physical therapy. Oh, sweet. But then I thought, I want to be more on the preventative side. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather help people not get broken in the first place rather than fix them. And I know that's important, too. Yeah, it's key. But uh, then I decided, you know, I got to be on the, the front line, so to speak, as kind of a trainer and yeah. try to help people before they need to get yeah. fixed. How's that journey been, man? I know me jumping into it, it wasn't as smooth as I wanted, uh, you know, right. being the entrepreneur and everybody's going to train with me because I put a Facebook status up. Uh, you right. touch on that. What was your route? Was it just smooth or has it been challenging or just curious? No, it's it's been it's been very bumpy, very yeah. windy road. Yeah. I, I did try uh, working at other places. I had a bunch of part-time jobs at yeah. one point, working at multiple gyms just part-time and trying to find my niche, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And it nice. was it was pretty uh, de- depressing at one point, honestly, yeah. until I found um, this gym. And then I could just dedicate my whole time to it. And I really like the people there and the atmosphere. And it's been it's been great. So now I can really feel like I can develop my s- skills, yeah. but also build relationships there with the clients and the people I work with. That's awesome. And, you know, just elevate myself and try to bring everybody else around with that's me. perfect man and, and it's cool because i know we instruct people to change their body and their mentality and it's cool and the reason why i ask that is also for people to hear that us as trainers or instructors like man we go through challenges and sometimes we get depressed but we got to find what works well for us and that's how we generate the results so right. for for everybody look we we normal people too man so um well cool let's jump right into the director aspect like okay. is that like you wake up thinking about exercises or you dream not of genie but of burpees how does it work for you yeah I, it's always on my mind and it's an obsession at some some level i think yeah. and maybe even borderline unhealthy but i'm always not so much thinking about exercises but um, programs how do i make them better yeah and how do i relay this information better i'm always trying to study other people that are better than me you know the big names in, in the industry but lately i've been checking out uh paul check yeah. in his work and trying to learn from him but uh looking at the, the guys who are you know above me and trying to see what i can learn from them and then communicate that to my clients whether it's uh something about nutrition or you know uh, programming their workouts or 
uh, exercise technique, whatever it is. That's dope. That's amazing. And I, I'm, I don't want to be rude, so I got to give uh, Fitness Depot a major shout out. They're hosting our podcast today. Right. So when y'all are hearing the audio and you hear like construction trucks, it's because we out in the trench, man. We're getting it done. But um, so with your programming, are you doing just personalized personal training? Do you do group exercises? How does that stand when somebody comes into your doors to work for you or work with you? We do we do everything. Um, we we do have some classes at our gym. That's a smaller part of what we do compared to like a big box gym like yeah. twenty four hour fitness or something like that. They have a lot of classes, um, but we have a couple of classes like yoga um, and a core training class. But outside of that, it's mostly personal training, just one on one, and then small group is yeah. really po- uh, popular. So it's just like four or five people max with one trainer, nice. so that you still get that personalized uh, attention, mm-hmm. but it's more affordable because right. you're not paying for just that one-on-one time. Exactly. But I feel I try to push people more that route versus um, just classes because I still like to keep track of what people yeah. do, you know, write out their program, track their exercises, their weights and reps, and try to keep them on a progression towards getting better rather than just having them come in and sweat for 45 minutes. Right. Sometimes that's good, yeah. but I want to show them there's a process towards achieving their goal, yeah. which we've talked about early on, figuring out where they are mm-hmm. in the assessment and laying out a, a plan to, okay, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this, and then this, and eventually get them to where they want to go. That's awesome, man. So if, for example, uh, Miss Lisa comes into your gym and she hasn't worked out in 10 years, is that a place where she'll be welcome or maybe she's too conditioned, deconditioned to work out with you guys? What's the aspect of someone? No, that's, that's my bread and butter. I love to work Sweet. with those, those type of people. Um, I know a lot of guys are high-end sport performance people. They love yeah. to take the, the elite and eke out that extra 0.5% performance. And I think that's cool too. Yeah. But I like working with more the average person yeah. you know, who's maybe they haven't worked out in a long time or they've uh, been on the couch for a while, but they used to be an athlete. Yeah. Try to bring them back or get them going for the first time, and you know, show them that they can do it. I know that's an intimidating yeah. place to be when you're trying to get in shape, or you feel like, man, I really got to get something going, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. I really like helping those people because I feel I can give them a non-intimidating environment to help them get started and, and teach them along that's incredible. the way. That's incredible. So what about like uh, gender? Is it just women or just men or is you train women? It's about 50-50. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So I know a lot of gyms, they only train. Shout out to Reggie C and a couple other guys I know, they just train women. And I know some right. box gyms only train men, so definitely wanted to uh, encourage. So man, look, if you're in spring and you haven't worked out or maybe you're just an elite athlete and you need to get your butt, hook up my boy. So good, man. So, all right. So I know you like this master director, right? And then when it goes into programming, we talked a little bit about the foundation of how somebody may come into your gym. But now let's jump into like the programming for the beast mode games and for other races that you get okay. people ready for. So off camera, we were talking about the Spartan race. For those that follow me personally know I'm a big fan of Spartan. Good job, guys. I love y'all. Um, how would you get somebody ready for a race like the beast mode games? They've never participated at all. Never seen a video. Have no idea what's going on. What's the best way to attack them, you think? Gotcha. Well, you got to take them where they are at and assess them, you know, and not everybody's going to need the same things, okay. but you have to build the base, I call it, you know, the base of uh, conditioning. So you got to make sure that they're strong everywhere and you're not working around something that they might have, like a previous injury, but they have something that they haven't trained for a long time or just because of the nature of their job, whatever it is, like if they're an office worker and they're very uh, you know sedentary most of the time they're going to have certain restrictions that you have to address before you can have them do heavy bench presses or rows or things you know if they're 
really tight in the front of their body, internally rotated, and they're stuck here. And then you have them trying to do really yeah. dynamic stuff, box jumps and you know cleans and things like that. That's not going to work. You have to loosen them up first. Areas strengthen the weaker muscles that are in the small stabilizer muscles, and then you can start to work them into more dynamic stuff. Yeah. But if you don't have that foundation, then you're going to get hurt. And yeah. that's that's one of my biggest things. Is I I don't want people to leave my gym more messed up than they came in. Yeah, I don't want to hurt people, yeah. so I'm always a little bit on the, the cautious side. Yeah. Right. Like you say, prevention. Right. You know, that's the prevention. reason why we do what we do. So sounds like you amazing director and programming, right? So I want to talk a little bit about your setup. I know I'm going a little bit out of what I just entered, but sure. the setup of your actual gym. Okay. Now, when you come to Mean Green, it's like an old garage gym. That's all that we have, right? Right. Tell me a little bit about y'all setup. So we have a really nice tennis club. It's in the middle of a subdivision, mm -hmm. so and you don't really know it's there unless you just happen to be driving by. Yeah. No, which you know is kind of a, a thing that hurts us a little bit. I think we don't have that like street visibility. Mm -hmm. But once you're back in there, it's it's really beautiful. We have great guys that do uh, our landscaping. Uh, shout out to Paulino and, and Alberto. Those Thank guys you, are Alberto. Those guys are awesome. Make it look nice. And we've got really nice yeah. uh, Cypress Street. It has a really nice venue feel to it. Yeah. Um, you know, beautiful courts and everything. And then the gym is, you know, tied into to the club. So we've got the gym. We've got two stories. We've got a big room downstairs where we've got a lot of functional equipment because we focus on that for the most part. You know, TRXs, sandbags, yeah. Swiss balls. We've got uh, maces, a couple of them from Onnit. Uh, yeah. Uh, rip trainers, um, things like that. And then we do have machines and, you know, all the cardio equipment. We got a big room upstairs that's all just open with mirrors, so you can do classes in there. You know, uh, we could even do kickboxing, boxing, karate. We used to do up there nice. before my time. And then we've got a really nice outdoor space that goes around uh, the outside of the club, and that's where we built our Spartan training uh, facility. Yeah, or obstacles. So we have. Um, you know, nice set of monkey bars that we built. We've got an eight-foot wall to practice climbing up and over. Yeah. Um, a climbing rope, a 25-foot climbing rope, multi-height multi pull-up rig, and it's got dip bars too. And then we'll take other stuff out there to work, you yeah. know, from inside that we need sleds. we got sleds to pull and right. drag tires uh, to flip or push or to hit with the, the maces. Yeah. So, we, you know, if we're going out there, it's more of like... Uh, you know, underground strength like Zach Evanish style. I love it. I love it. You know, I love uh, it. You gave me some programming ideas for the games, man. So I might need to go check y'all out, get some stuff. <laughs> there you go. So that's dope, man. So obviously you got the Spartan race. Uh, you have the yep. Beast Mode games. Any other races that people may, I guess, contact you about? Tough Mudders or anything like that? Right. Yeah. If I, I feel it's it's very similar in terms of that base conditioning, mm -hmm. and then the practice is just changing up the obstacle preparation and your technique a little bit yeah like in the spartan for example they have one that you probably never do in any workout which is the spear throw yeah and a lot of people have trouble with that if it, it. yeah if it's your first spartan you're really prepared on everything else but you've never thrown a spear you're probably going to miss yeah and then you've got to do 30 burpees yep. and all it takes is a little bit of practice and you can you know stick it really yeah so yeah. i've only missed two obstacles in the 60 obstacles in the last two years yeah and those two were the throw each year so yep. I'm, I'm gonna hook up you, you said small right it's just something i'm doing bad yeah then, yeah it's, it's a little technique <laughs> thing yeah we, and we did practice that our, our team that did the, the yeah. houston sprint we did yeah. that um you know as our preparation uh, nice. like as we were tapering off the workouts got less intense but it was just more skill focus and that was one of the things practicing doing that and once you have the technique it's not really it's not bad yeah it's Dude, just I a suck. little adjustment your grip probably your position finding that balance point and I don't know what it was. Dude, I'll, yeah. I'll run up, 
was like, what are they doing? They, okay, I've seen this on the Instagram. Right. So I'm trying to mimic everybody. So I, I have the other hand extended out, the other hand, and I, I threw it. It went like five feet forward. Then the next time I over, it, it's horrible. So I need to connect because I'm going to get it next year. All right, so, we'll do that. That's dope, man. So you said a keyword I want to touch, taper. Okay, so we talked about programming and, you know, whether you're deconditioned, deconditioned or maybe extreme athlete on right. how to program yourself to get into A to Z. Let's talk a little bit about, I guess, the day before or maybe a couple of days before the Beast Mode Games or any event. What's your, I guess, preparation? What's your mindset when it comes to the taping? It depends on how long you've been training for, and how many you know cycles of your program you've been able to get in, and how hard you've been training for it. But yeah. if you know, typically that last, I would say that last week should be reduced intensity and volume, so that your body can supercompensate. Everything builds back up a little bit, yeah. so that you're you know at a peak, so that when you go into the event, you're feeling good and you've got lots of energy. If you're um, you know training hard all the way up into your event, then you're going to come in feeling tired, right. broken down, maybe some little nagging aches and pains that haven't gone away because you've just been pushing yourself yeah. to get ready for this event. So that last week, you want to bring it down a notch. Right. Um, and then the day before, probably not do any any workout, maybe some very light stretching, a little bit of light aerobic work to get yeah. a stretch, but just kind of relax and prepare mentally yeah. for the for the event. That's it, man. Glad you said it. So now with the Beast Mode Games, right? Like you, did, I knew you were supposed to participate last time, but I think something happened to your partner or something. Right. So this is going to be actually your first time participating. Yes. So it's going to be good to get some insight because there's going to be several people that hear this that are in the same, I guess, shoes that you're in. So what do you know about the Beast Mode Games or what you not know? What What's your What's your insight? I'm just curious. Okay. So what I've seen, I've watched a few videos, and uh, Kevin, he, uh, Kevin Johnson, uh, he told me about it, and I've seen some of his videos. So I've, I've seen that it's more endurance oriented, that's my understanding, it's muscle endurance, metabolic conditioning. You don't challenge people with you know one rep maxes on anything, but very conditioning oriented, so you gotta be in shape and you gotta be able to do you know a variety of fairly athletic movements. You gotta be able to jump, do burpees. Um, I think you guys did have cleans at one point, mm -hmm. You know a little bit of barbell work. Uh, you gotta have some good shoulders. Yeah. You guys had like a three minute thruster <laughs> on the last one, which I'm like, It was wow. crazy. That's crazy, yeah. So, so yeah, you got to be in good shape, have good aerobic base, and uh, good muscle endurance. Awesome. And do you know when we actually released the workouts? Did he? I, uh, I think I think it's the day before, yeah, right? So, yeah. Oh, you're so good. You're the, good. The, the yeah, the preparation phase, you know, for specific skills is very short. So yeah. you just have to kind of cover all bases. Yeah. Be in shape. You know, be familiar with the movements you guys have done in the past. And then hope that you don't throw a curveball at us the day of. You know, I tried to actually. The last I'm one sure was. So I think CrossFit does an amazing job, and I say this timeless um, again and again. We don't necessarily look for movements that are going to destroy the elite athlete. We just look for, or I look for things that that would take everybody by storm because it's something that they possibly are not practicing. Like the last one in the team of pair, uh, we were indoors in a basketball court. Right. And I had the towel push. Yeah. And like that's, I mean, you can do sled push, you can do, I don't know, I don't know, bear crawls or things of that nature, but... The towel and dealing with sweating on the floor or you know whatever the condition is man tough. Uh, it's tough so I like to create different things like that but you said it on, on the dot you know calisthenic movements uh, um, um, cardiovascular movements resistance training and we never you know do PRs or max out at specific weights right but um, one thing that I recommend going forward to look at is always also look at the um, the way you create your points. So sometimes we create points by the amount of reps 
that you complete in a certain time interval. Sometimes it's who finished first. Right. But, uh, man, it's, it's so cool to talk to you because, first and foremost, first time we've ever had a sit-down conversation, so we didn't plan this. Yeah, no. But it's so cool because the way your mindset is on training for the unknown by doing everything, not just focusing on cardio or just resistance training. So right. what's your approach, not just with the Beast Mode games, but just in life, only focusing on one factor of working out, whether it's just cardio or just uh, resistance training, or are you a believer of doing everything? I'm, I'm definitely a believer in doing uh, everything. Yeah. And maybe you've got to emphasize one over the other at first, because, mm-hmm. if, for example, if a client has, you know, they might have been a runner. I've, I've actually had this somebody that's been a really good cardiovascular yeah. or endurance athlete their whole life, and so they've got that base covered. Yeah. And but they they're very weak. Yeah. You know, they have trouble bending over and picking up, uh, you know, a 20 pound bag of mulch and they want to do gardening yeah and then okay so we need to build up your deadlift strength we need to yeah. build up your posterior chain learn how to do that safely but also get you stronger yeah. and i'm not going to have you you know when you're in here with your hour for me then i'm not going to have you do running on the cardio because you're going to do that anyway yeah. you like it yeah. and you don't need it so yeah. um but outside of that you know extreme then yeah you've got to give them everything to an extent so i like to have people do variations of uh, circuit training yeah. with uh, you know, different exercises that move their body in all the different ways that they Sweet. need to. Push, pull, squat, hinge, yeah. some type of core work, um, and maybe a carry. And, okay. and then you've got all your bases covered. But yeah, I, I do think that people need Dope. everything, strength and, and the cardio. Dope. So man, you're hitting so many different things. and I don't want to hold you too much because I know I want to kind of wrap this up in a little bit. But let me know questions or concerns you may have because again you've never participated right so i'm right. curious if it's anything like hey is this happening or what do you think about this i always want to kind of give you guys the floor so we can kind of you know interact on questions you may have you may not have none though what you kind of well, caught you off guard huh no 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 <laughs> for the for the next one uh-huh. so well this was one for me i don't know if anybody else is going to have this question but so it's a team of four you have to have at least four people um what if somebody wants to do the do this next one, but they don't have four people or yeah. three other people? Man, great question. Um, unique question because it actually happened in the team of two. And the way it happened in the team of two, I think it was um, Life Fit. Shout out to Fabian from Life Fit. I think they had like 20, 30 teams. And one of the members couldn't make it that morning. Mm. So one of the members actually went twice. Okay. So the team of four, same scenario. Say you have... Guy one, guy two, guy three, guy four. Okay. But something happens with guy four. Guy one will go, guy two will go, guy three will go, and then guy one will go again. Oh, man. So, not saying it's fair, but um, the cool thing about it is completing it, number one. Number two is a mindset that we got to set. Whatever you start, you finish. But number three, um, also, when you do, um, depending on the programming of the exercise, the last time the team of four, if I remember correctly, it was five different movements. Each person went on all the movements, and then the second person went on all the movements, and the third. So each individual still was able to get their stats and still kind of compare okay. and contrast with all the athletes in the competition. So it would be the same thing if we had that type of format. Okay. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's either A, the first person go again, or B, you know, once all three finish, they're done. Yeah, so but definitely a team of okay. four have a, an, an advantage yeah. for sure. All right. You're like, dang, I got to make sure my phone come with it. Yeah, I know. You'll be good. You'll be good. Anything else you can think of? Uh, No, not at the moment. That's the only concern I have. Not at the moment. Cool. Well, I want to touch on this as we finish up, man. 
pleasure, man. It's cool to connect with different, uh, you know, trainers, instructors, uh, directors, man. So I appreciate you coming out to Fitness Depot and having this conversation with me. Likewise. So with programming that you have coming up, I know you have like Spartan, Tough Mudder, Beast Mode Games, Savage Race. Uh, I know you have different programming that you have that you're building for those competitors. Right. Uh, what's the best way to get in contact with you? I know there's so many people that's going to come across this that do all these active living uh, weekend warrior events. How do they contact you specifically? Uh, if people want to contact me, email is probably the best way. Okay. Uh, my work email is just my name at giamalva.com. J A R E D at giamalva.com. For sure. Are you on any social medias, Instagrams, and? Yeah. Um, I may, I actually manage our the club's uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So if you look up uh, Giamalva Racket Club on any of those places, for sure. Giamalva RC, then. That's uh, that's us for sure. So what I do is at, at the podcast when we launch this, I make sure I put all your your uh, emails and oh, cool. direct, I guess, hits on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and any other ones that you have. But uh, man, I told you it's gonna go by pretty fast. Yeah. How long have we been talking, David? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, we good, dude. We're Perfect. Good. good. So if there are no other questions, man, I'm out your hair. Uh, looking forward to June 9th. Yeah, uh, are you you got a guy group, girl group, or guy group? Guy so group, far, yeah. Sweet. So, are you participating? Yeah. So Kevin actually participated last time for the first time. So oh, that was uh, his first time. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah, he always have his groups, and um, right. we actually touched on this on his podcast. He actually participated, and it was one of those things. You know, as the leader of who he trains, he wanted to step in those shoes and show them right. uh, he can get it done. But also, it was cool to be transparent. Like I get tired, or yeah, I got to prep like you prep. So it was good to see that from Kev. So. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you do the same. Awesome. Cool. But that's it, man. I appreciate you. And uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. For sure.